Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat. We are on chapter 195, believe it or not. 195 what? episodes. Seriously. And our guest, T-Bob, was on episode four, just to let you know that. <laughs> um, but 195 yes. episodes of Rule of the Galaxy. It's going to be a fun show. Obviously, we've got Bad Batch to talk about. We've got Mandalorian to talk about. There were other things in the Star Wars universe, believe it or not, still going on. And I owe you guys a little quick snippet on some movie reviews, so I'll do that oh, as God. well. But you can always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram, just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube, which if you're not watching us on YouTube, why? Because half the fun is seeing us laugh at each other and make the stupid faces that we do. Uh, last but not least, well, no, not last but not least, I will send out the link because I forget it for um, our gear, but Laura Burton's taking <laughs> care of us. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now. Looks um, so good. Yes, and and uh, always email us at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. And I'll tell you what, the next five people that email me at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com, I will send out a handy-dandy sticker. Where are the stickers? They're right here. For you watching on YouTube, I'll get this. You can put it wherever you want. Put it somewhere good so people can see it. But uh, that's it. That's the spiel. Rule of the Galaxy is here. we got a lot going on. We've got, uh, we'll start with a regular co-host, Brent. Brent, how are you, sir? I'm doing dandy. And you said we're at 195, which is just flabbergasting. But I was trying to think, was the last episode of the Mando episode like 100, I feel like? It's been that long since oh. Mando's. <laughs> it's been since long. the act since it's that been Mando's a while <laughs> yeah it yeah. has <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm being facetious but not i mean i feel like it's what two years since the last ap actual mando yeah. we had yeah. mando 2.5 if you're into the following all the stuff but the actual mando was like 2020 or something like that and if i'm not mistaken was no, Mark Anthony Austin helped us finish up the first season. Boba of Mando, Fett, right? No, no, no I think he was, Book of Boba Fett. That's right. He Book came in, yeah, he, yeah, and he's so, been. A, it's been about a year. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. So it's been a long uh, wait. Yeah, it has been. So we're it all excited been. about it. Everything going good with you, Brent? Yeah, so far so good. Escape into the world and the galaxy far, far away. Okay. Um, so, uh, so. I'm doing some stuff. I got an extra Vader the other day. So this Legion stuff that I'm painting up. So oh, I'm trying. Nice. So I got like an extra Vader uh, character. So I'm doing the white Vader from like the what if type uh, comic books. So oh. for anybody that paints miniatures, if you listen to this, white sucks. <laughs> sucks. <It> sucks. <laughs> so hard. And so, <laughs> and so it's about, a f I don't know. I, I I I'm okay with where it's at right now, but it's still like so. How many how many yeah. layers do you have to put a white on there, dude? So <laughs> I I primed it black. <laughs> that I went oh what? 
<laughs> Hold on. That seems because the exact it... opposite of what we want to do. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And I probably should have primed it white, but there's this technique and I'm I'm trying to make myself better. It's called slap chop if you listen to yeah, it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, about yeah. slap so, chop. I've so been basic, doing it too. So it's basically a dark prime, then you layer back up uh with like grays to get to a white. <laughs> okay. So and then from there, right? So I layered up dark gray to a yeah. mid gray to a light gray to like a white gray. And then from there, I started messing around with some contrast paints and stuff like that. Mm. And that's so that's kind of interesting, Brad. So you're saying so because I do a bit of a lazy man's slap chop where I'll prime black and then I'll just do a straight from above white prime. So that's and called just that's Zenithal, right? Zenithal so highlight, the, yeah. Zenithal yeah. Highlight. So so Zenithal highlight is pretty much the that's like the old school way of doing this slap chop, which is fine. Mm. I've watched other things go on with the slap chop, and so I'm trying it this way, and I've it's to mixed results. I did my Boba Fett that way, and I actually liked the way that the Boba Fett turned out. I did some speeder bikes with the green armor, so they're like swamp mm. scout troopers. And I really liked the way that that worked. So I went slap chop gray up to like a dark green and then threw some light green for highlights. So, yeah, I know there's about four people that are listening. that are actually interested. <laughs> well, I'm but... one of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, dude. You guys send me pictures, Brent. <laughs> yes, you need so... to get those on Instagram, Brent. I need more content on Instagram from you. Sure. With the game stuff. Sure. But yeah, so I, I'll I'll take some pictures of uh of Vader. Um, okay. like I said, I, I'm about eighty percent. I'm almost done with it. Like I hit it with washes, and then I tried to bring it back up, and then I tried to hit like with a white, pure white highlights. Yeah. And I got I got the face mask where I want it, like the actual face and highlighted, but it, like the helmet's not where I. It's it's where it's it's where it's gonna stay, right? Like the thing <laughs> is like. If you use it on the tabletop, you're going to look at it from three, four feet away and all the stuff that I get all upset about it. You're not going to be able to tell the details. That Oh, it's going to look awesome. I mean, right. Really, and, yeah. and and it's also one of those things where I find in any artistic pursuit, but, you know, like something like Peyton Miniatures, certainly, um, you can really – you can keep doing stuff forever if you wanted to. Like eventually you have to be like, I want to paint a different model. So I'm, right. I'm just – it's done. We're done. We're moving on. Right. And I'm normally that way, but I'm trying to like, like I said, I'm like, I can't believe how into it I've gotten. Like, like my nerddom towards painting and color blending and shit has like skyrocketed from this. And my like, I'm also my day job. I am a, a instructional coach. So I go around and I walk into rooms and I, I help teachers teach and like watch what they're doing and critique them and stuff like that. I have the art department at my school that I'm at right now. So I walk in, I walk in and they're talking, I walk in, they're talking color theory. I'm like, Oh shit, I can use that for my miniature. Like as I'm talking. <laughs> you know, Brent, I feel like there's, you know, once we get to be adults, never do anything if you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. Yeah. So I feel like you're I, capitalizing on that. There. At the same time, I'm, I am floored by what I can actually produce. Right. Like I never yes. thought that I'd be able to do that. So I'm floored by what it actually looks like. When well, I get and, something that I'm with, that I'm like, this is really cool. So and it's yeah, no, the sense of pride you get is unmatched, knowing that you took this thing from just plastic to now looking like it has life. And um, there are few things more zen than being in a satisfactory paint zone, or maybe you got like a podcast listening to or some music you're listening. To. It's just mm -hmm. the absolute best way to relax, dude. It 
I listen to the battle reports from people playing the different games. Yeah, <laughs> like, hell yeah, my, dude. The, the level of nerddom, I'm telling you, is yeah. like, like you think that Star Wars is here, then you just find this caveat and this little tentacle of Star Wars that takes your nerddom to another level. I'm gonna well, go. Um, I'm gonna get some <laughs> Legion actually next, just because I want to paint Star Wars. I like. I, I don't right now. I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to play Legion and set a third child. But um, <laughs> so, but so here, here so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a commercial out there. What you should do then is wait. They, it, I don't know how the gameplay is gonna play, but they're putting out another game. AMG, the Atomic Mass Games, is putting out another game called Shatterpoint. So Shatterpoint huh. is taking the miniatures from like the one to forty eight mm-hmm. scale, and yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be like a thirty they're gonna be about a forty two millimeter model. So okay. have you have you heard of Marvel Crisis Protocol? It is I have not played it, but at my You've heard of it. game shop, it is the the hotness it, right now. Right. So 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 think Marvel Crisis Protocol, but in the Star Wars world. Oh, it's, yeah. And so they're taking the, they're taking the same characters. And some of them are like the same mod, uh, molds and some of the same sculpts. But so like the Obi Wan is the same sculpt, but it's gonna be instead of like the inch and a half, it'll be about a two and a half inch. Oh line. hell yeah, dude! Okay, I'm so glad the pa- that we talked about this. So the painting is gonna be a ton easier because yeah. the bigger the model, it's a little bit easier to paint onto it. And I, the gameplay, they're trying to, they're releasing models and like giving you little snippets as you go. Um, but so, so if you go to like the, if you go to, if you want to, anyone who's listening, Atomic Mass Games website, they have something called Shatterpoint, which is based upon the Mace Windu uh, mm-hmm. force thing. And so there's probably about 15 articles that they've put out. There's a big um, wargaming, <laughs> uh, it's called Adepticon. There's a big wargaming convention that comes out and that's actually where they're going to like, live demo this game for the first time so it's yeah. it's march like mid-march like right around spring break time for most people um is when they're going to be live demos and i think after that there's going to drop the game so Ooh, this looks awesome dude. what what so, other so, podcast can you get this in depth on painting and minifigs I, I tell you there's probably very few i feel very proud of what what level we take it to here this is I mean, uh, yeah, Shatterpoint looks great. I mean, I got to get my toys in before you start talking your toys. So I, hey. also, have, have have y'all still has have, did any of y'all ever get into the X Wing miniatures game? I've not played it in years, but I played it for about three years straight, and it was incredible. <laughs> D dot yeah, shaking back his in head. Yes, yes, it's a, that game is like incredible and it's addicting. And me and my brother were actually <laughs> playing it twice a month over a dude's house. We were doing a campaign. Someone made a campaign oh, where you nice. could um. They they created like an AI format for it, basically, where you could like fight against like it, it had moves that yeah, it would I make. saw that I, I I saw that at the time yeah it was like it was like following a system where yeah, yeah kind of so you so you weren't necessarily just flying against each other constantly yeah um, yeah so we we all were working as a team and it it was fun I mean it would take a couple hours we would like drink some coffee maybe some beers and then that was it and we would do it like <laughs> twice a month it was great. So I got real the, into the tournament scene back in the day. And one of my, my sparring partner actually ended up winning the Atlanta regional back nice. in the day. It was like 150 people. They played for like 18 hours straight. Okay, they so, kind of screwed up the tournament a little bit. So, so two things about this real quick. My sparring partners that I play, we have a pretty solid local convention. One of the dudes finished second at Gen Con this year and what? qualified to go, to go to the Worlds. The other, like, so last year, Adepticon, Last year, Adepticon had 120-some people. 
the guy who finished second at Gen Con finished eighth at that uh, Adepticon out of 128 people. And he also finished, uh, the other guy that I play finished like 15th out of 128 people last year at Adepticon. So I'm playing against some pretty tough competition. So I lose all the time. So I'm <laughs> like, I, me I, I mean, like I'm their punching boy. It's making so you I, better. It's making well, you better. If I can make them say, ooh, ooh, oh. Oh, <laughs> then I've won. Like that's all I need is for them to be like, "Oh, I what? What do I do now?" And that to me is like that's my victory. So, but I've yeah, also man. seen it to throw another miniature game onto it. I've seen a campaign where they have Armada, which is where you take the yeah, battleships, the yeah. the big Carillion ships, and then you have like Home One, like you have your big Mon Calamari ships. You fly those around. And I've seen it, whoever wins that, then they take it to the small dogfight game, which is X-Wing. And then you can win, you can set up oh. a scenario. So you win that, whoever wins that will get benefits for the land. So they like <laughs> land from X-Wing. So you have like a three, <laughs> but like to do that campaign, you're going to be playing for about eight hours for one day to do all yes. that. Each game's about two and a half hours long. But what a glorious day it will be. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so Brent got us down this rabbit hole, and I haven't even got to introduce everybody. So you know what? That and voice... D-Doc showed up in the middle of and that. And D-Doc so. showed yeah, up in the middle. Yeah. So I I'll tell you what, our special guest who I said came on on episode four and has been on four or five times now. And uh, yeah. all the way from the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area, uh, T-Bob. T-Bob, so What's glad up? to have you back again, man. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I love that I was on episode four. So I was on the new hope of <laughs> Rule the Galaxy. I go. mean, let's go, dude. That's You're our new hope. Movie ever. You're yeah, our dude, new hope, I, right? I am. Um, uh, who, you are our first guest. Joey and I, you are our first guest. Well, so yes. One, two, and three were just C and I. I had to, uh, I had to defend the honor of The Last Jedi. <laughs> As, yes, uh, you did. It was still a time when it was uh, being <laughs> lambasted and besmirched, and it was still a time cast aside. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, no, it was a time. It, oh, it, it, was. it was. Was yes, yes, yes. Because now, now people still? have come to their good senses. Um, <laughs> they have seen uh, just how awfully the bag was fumbled in nine, and recognize the now greatness of eight. Uh, with retrospect, warts and all, warts and all. I no mean, I, 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 love, <laughs> I love that we just have differing opinions because that's what makes it fun. That's good. Uh, the delusion. No, your opinions are wrong, and I are right. And are I go, idiots. I go away for a few moments, and we oh. have these guys with delusions of grandeur over here. That's right. That's right. Um. Okay, so, okay, is it, is it okay, boys? I, I don't want to force the show down any rabbit holes, but no. can we dive into Mando? Because I, me, I'm, I'm actually about to run my wife through the Boba Fett episodes to get her up to speed to watch. So sure. we're going to be watching here in like 30, 40 minutes. I, yeah. And yeah, I really no. want to chop up, man. No, yeah. I, you know what? I'll tell you what, we will hit on some other things when you, when we get cut up with this, so you can take off and do that. But, yeah, first of all, hello, D-Doc. Thank you for joining. Yeah, what's up, D-Doc? Yeah, look at D-Doc's freaking set, dude. I mean, oh, dude, the it's man, amazing. The, man, the man's a father. I just of, redid he has, this. Yeah. He has, uh, like, he's just created a social media empire. D-Doc, yep. I don't know how you have the energy to do everything you do. 
but it blows my mind. You I think it's ADD, actually. I think it's ADD. <laughs> I think that's got to be what it is. And you know but what's funny, T-Bob, is this guy was like, I don't know, I guess I'll come on your show an episode and we'll talk. <laughs> And and I don't know if I'll feel comfortable. I've not done this. I was nervous sudden, as hell. Sudden, he's like, oh yeah. People are like, hey what? Joe, are you on that show with D Doc? Yeah, I am. I'm on the show with D-Doc. So, <laughs> so so Alfie's talking to a guy, a couple of the guys that he works with, and they're like, oh yeah, we know the redhead with the stash, the, yeah, the plumber stash. guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the plumber guy, the redhead with the stash. Yeah. You know him? Everybody's yeah. TikTok plumber. Well, yeah. that's why yeah. I was late was I was checking my email and I'll keep this very short, but I was checking my email and I actually had an email from Home and Garden, uh, like magazine or something or website. And uh, there's someone writing an article on like fixing your shower leaking. And she's like, I want to get some quotes from you. I'm going to share like <laughs> a video and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, someone's <laughs> writing an article with me. in it. She's let's like, I need your go. full name and stuff. I'm like, all right, Home and Garden I mean- magazine. Let's go. There this is like rule the galaxy with D Doc, everybody's plumber man. Like, yeah. like he's just taking over the show, man. <laughs> well, okay. what I love too is uh, like Brent, me and you have connected tissue on um, certainly miniatures and painting, but then around Christmas time, um, you know, I've I've been building up a little snow village platform train set up for a yeah. while oh, now but then, but then Christmas... of course, yeah, D Doc comes in and he's like, <laughs> oh look at this, I built a functioning city it's just got two parts and every here year are the slums and here's the capital it's like it's, it's, one. it's just absolutely ridiculous dude just be good at one thing doc how about that we're, at, we're yeah. actually great one. We're, we're breaking uh we're breaking that down in one week so it's still up right now actually wow. it runs it runs for a while so we're, we're taking it down on the eighth that's when it'll well, start it's absolutely beautiful dude Thanks. Very impressive. It is. It is. Well, hey, T Bob, let I'm going to let you take take uh, the lead with this one and run with it okay. because we all have stuff. And I've got we've got notes here from Alfie. He said, "Hey, talk about this, this, and this." Since I can't be there, so but let let's start with you. Uh, Mando comes back after two years. Everybody's baby Grogu is back. We're we're all excited. Hit us, man. Hit us with the initial stuff on Mando. I thought that this first episode, The Apostate, season three, episode one, was exactly what everybody needed. Because it has been such a long gap, right, since we've, since we've been in this universe, or with pressure. these guys, at least. I think it was exactly what everybody needed to remind us, not even as much of like the characters in the world, but why we love The Mandalorian show so much. This is a week-to-week, tightly edited adventure show. And it's fun and it's fantastic. And now they have found ways to, you know, achieve depths of emotion that maybe Star Wars has never hit for me personally anywhere else. I mean, the 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 end of season two is still the only Star Wars scene that will bring me to tears like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying that it doesn't have heart and it doesn't have like um, more depth to it, but a lot of the fun are since day one, Mando has felt like playing with toys right i mean think about the first episode where where you go out and you get best guard and then oh look now he's got like a new piece of armor like he caught some like a legendary shoulder drop right and then he gets like then eventually he gets a whole suit oh look at this legendary spear that he got and like and so the whole time it's always felt like you had your action figures out there and you're just messing around and like you're a kid again and this is exactly what that episode felt like I mean, a ton of badass-looking Mandalorians. Obviously, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see how the armor is rebuilt 
the clan following what uh you know the last time that we saw her but mm -hmm. she's obviously rebuilt it bigger numbers than i would have expected um we get attacked i, I love a good giant creature right <laughs> whether it be the sandworm from the beginning of season two uh we get now like this giant badass alligator that they were getting absolutely wrecked by i mean they did not stand a chance had mando not showed up but then of course because we're playing with toys Mando shows up in his super badass new hot rod spaceship. Which we need it up on toy shelves, chunks, by the way. Uh, yes, absolutely need that on toy <laughs> shelves. Chunks rolling, Lego. You know, just flying through the air. Um, so, so look, I, I, I thought it was just so good for just being like, <laughs> oh, I remember why I love this so much. It's just a fun adventure with characters um, and, and, and in all different sorts of like settings. Uh, and so just like th that, my very surface level thoughts are just the feel of this episode, the look, the action, the fun, seeing some old friends, how everybody's evolved. Um, it was a perfect way to get everybody back into the flow of Mando. Even if some people were like, well, they didn't advance the story or they repeated some stuff from the Boba Fett episodes. And, it's been two years. And and yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been two years. So I love a good, um, and, and one thing we've learned with Filoni and company is stuff that feels like filler at the time rarely actually is, right? Like there's always some sort of track being laid and we'll learn what that track was in this episode exactly coming up. But um, I loved it, boys. I, it, was, it was just an absolute home run for me. Good. D-Doc or Brent, you want to follow up with that? Anything? Any key points or just overall thoughts? Go ahead, D-Doc. Mute for a second. Yeah, I mean, how badass was it when he shot that freaking alligator turtle yeah. thing? And then <laughs> and then he pulls up and opens the freaking, uh, you know, the cover. And then the freaking Mandalorian theme just hits. And you're just like, all right, we're <laughs> back in it. You know, like, because I know that they changed the composer for this show because I think the, the regular composer mm -hmm. is working on a movie and I don't think Ludwig Gorenson is. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's incredible, dude. I've listened to the band of soundtrack incessantly for the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, I know they're probably recycling stuff he had, but the newer uh -huh. scores that they're adding is the guy who scored Book of Boba Fett. So okay, I didn't notice that difference. I was wondering if that was something I would notice. You know, I know that's a an odd thing to think, but like I'm like I love movie scores. I listen to them all the time. Like that's like something I've listened to the most. It's like yep. a weird thing, but I always listen to them. And uh, yeah, I thought I didn't notice that at all. And I mean, it just feels so good to be back with Mando. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't know. It's like he's like your little like Star Wars sleep. This show is like your Star Wars sleeping bag where you just yes. feel comfortable in it. You're just like. I don't know. They they just get everything about Star Wars, and like you said, even if it, I I I felt like there's a lot of stuff that happened that's going to introduce us to new stuff mm -hmm. this season. We got freaking pirates. Uh, oh like, yeah. The the visuals are like top tier as always yep. for the Mandalorian. Like I have no complaints for VFX or whatever yeah, movie visuals. Yeah, they weren't yeah. TV visuals. I mean, we we said that on like Kenobi. How many times you're like, ah, oh, looks like so. A, so, you know. well, where did y'all land with Kenobi though? Because I feel like Kenobi, it's so tough to discern how much of that was pandemic related, yeah. right? I mean, it was made at the height of all that, and it's like, and now certainly you look at something like Boba Fett, and to me that was a stylistic choice. Robert Rodriguez was kind of seemed to me like he was going for like an old, campy TV style, yeah. and why it was coherent or it had cohesive cohesion, it just missed the mark. 
um, for me personally. But Mando, like like the, even the two episodes within Boba Fett didn't look like the rest of Boba Fett, right? right. They, because they, they weren't directed by Rodriguez. They were very much in the Mando style and the VFX are great. Those and they're great once again here. D-Doc is yeah. absolutely correct. Production values remain elite. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so, uh, there, there's a lot to talk about with it, but I mean, I'll just say to start, like, it just feels great to be, to be back in it and just know that we have seven more episodes of stuff to happen. And I know they probably got some stuff up their sleeve. Cause to me, this is like number one pinnacle star Wars right now, when it comes to everything, it like I enjoy, away. yeah, yeah. Like I enjoy everything else we get, but this is like, you know, this is this is the big leagues for everything. So I'm I'm excited about it. It lived up to the hype and the weight for me. So I'm excited. Brent, how about you? I, I really don't have a lot to add. Um, OK, I will say, and this is me being the the Lake <laughs> Contrarian <Placid> alligator, <laughs> the, the Lake Placid alligator was not, was, was not well. When you say the the visuals, I saw some pretty bad green screen stuff and some animation. I wasn't all that impressed with like the uh, the visuals of that fight. I loved the fight. Don't get me wrong, but I could see if, if I, I wanted to nitpick it. I wanted to nitpick it. I can't yeah. because you so, you guys are praising the hell out of it. But I'm gonna throw in there the little caveat. There was some on some of the effects during that fight scene. The fight scene was freaking amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's go with that. If you're gonna be like, it's not something that's taken me out of it or anything like that. But I will say that I noticed some hiccups in the, it, the VFX worth. Here's one question that I have though, and I'd love to see what y'all think. Um, why in the hell did they think that attaching tow cables to this <laughs> thing was a good idea? <laughs> like they were just gonna like hey, this thing they are already... to all weapons. They're like, let's right. just uh, lasso it. Right, so they've all, they've already they've already jumped on its back and slapped uh, slapped some detonators well, onto yeah. it, and it didn't do anything. So let's throw a couple shots and little harpoons. Into and we it. all know that gators they they spin. That's yes. one of their self defense things, right? I mean, that was yes. one of the cool shots. So that was one of the cool shots in the entire fight was the spin and the and one of the Mandalorian just getting like Rich. launched over the top. Uh, I yeah. love the I love the tail swap. Then, oh, yeah. uh, I love the dude that got hit in the home run up against the rock because the it swept, swung its tail. I yeah. thought for sure we were going to get a Boba Fett call out and we were going to get an out of control um, jetpack. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be like uh, Return of the Jedi, oh, but, yeah. but you know, alas, uh, it did not work so, out. That so, way. I mean, let's, let's face it, guys. How spoiled are we that <clears throat> Mandalorians are kind of like hidden? one of the favorite things in star wars right like people are like "Ooh, they get all worked up about mandalorians in general and here we are starting opening scene you got all these mandos going through a ritual to bring a foundling right into into the fold and and we're like we just go oh that's cool we got all these mandalorians and we're thinking how long ago was it when we thought we'd never have anything like this and it's kind of like the norm now is to think oh we just got a bunch of badass Mandalorians hanging around. So that was cool into a battle scene, but I'll throw in a few things that stuck out to me. One, when the armorer starts off the show by making the little helmet, did was it just me who thought it was for a baby grow to start until we saw the size of it and what was going on? I thought, are we starting off right now with getting the baby oh. Grogu helmet to start? And then I was like, oh, no, we're not. But it that's the first thing that kind of derailed me because I thought that's the way we were going. Um, 
Again, well, I think it's foreshadowing to... that, though. I mean, we Could the be. idea of the Yodalorian has been. We I think we might have talked about it season oh, yeah. one, Mando. I think you you're the one that you're one of the first ones that I heard that says by the end of season two he was going to be in Mandalorian armor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot that I, I definitely and he's got he's got chainmail right now. Yeah, he's getting there, dude. Slowly but surely. Um, but I, I mean, thought, did y'all go ahead? Go ahead, Joe. My no, no, I was, I was gonna say. Alfie's always talking about it. You know, Andor, the thing that drew drew him out of Mandor, uh, Mandor, Andor, <laughs> was the lack of the fighting, the lack of the actual Star Fun. Wars, right? Fun and, and shooting and action scenes. And he was like, it was slow paced in Andor. Here we go right into it. We got creatures. We got gunfights. We got a ship coming in and blowing it up. And he's like, right from the get-go, right? That's what you want in a, in a show like this. So, See, but that that's why I think we live in blessed times, though, because to me, Andor was just one of my favorite TV shows I've ever watched, like even removed from a Star Wars setting. But it did feel very good after the darkness of Andor to get back. Like, like I love that we live in a world where we can actually have both. We can mm -hmm. have this serious, not really almost Star Wars feeling show that's just like a great, tense um heist or whatever you want to call it and, and then you still have mando where it very much feels like you're a, a, a kid again yeah. i agree i agree um that. the the next thing that kind of grabbed me was how they're wrapping things together and the wrapping things together seeing the purgles the purgles purgles yes. in the hyperspace lane and it kind of scaring maybe or feeling making baby yoda a little bit awkward on it but i'm going all right, we're drawing back to to rebels. We're drawing back I to Ezra. The whales. They were in. Yeah, the they're, in, they're in. The they're in hyperspace. Grogu's oh, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I got to go back Dude, and watch. Purgle, I, man. I knew we weren't going to get it like in this opening episode, but I'll be damned if I wasn't hoping to just get a glimpse of Ezra or like a silhouette <laughs> riding riding one of the whales. Oh, yes. No, but I mean, right there, I was like, okay, now we're taking rebels. We're taking Ezra. We're taking Thrawn. We're taking the Purgles. We're putting them with Mando. I mean, it was just like, oh, they're they are going to bring this together. Alfie said it's the Avengers of Star Wars with the Ahsoka, the Skeleton Crew, Mando, all that. And maybe they are. Maybe it's all and coming. Babu together Frick. Like I don't yeah. know. Babu Frick. Yes. Was actually, Bob. Was any of them actually Babu Frick? Do we know? Because he said it was the family. He said it was the family yeah, okay. droid. He said it was the family of droid operators. And so. Okay. I think there was more than one Frick. I don't know if it was actually Babu, but it's the it's the definite species. There's no doubt about that. The Frick I just, I just love their little because I love miniatures like you, Brent, and I love their tiny little house. Like, <laughs> oh, their tiny great. little house <laughs> is just so great. He's he's there, like, he, and he's sitting there in yeah. there, just like he looked like Gandalf like, in uh, yeah, he's he's like, like Gandalf in Bilbo's house. <laughs> he's like, so where are these droid people? Where are where are, like where am I supposed to find it? And he points down. <laughs> To that door, little mouse door. Uh, also, like you go gotta love Mando. Comedic relief. Uh, Grogu just hugging oh, one. Yes. Uh, maybe going to eat one. Like if we <laughs> take Grogu's past actions as indicator of future results, like that guy could have actually been in danger potentially, or maybe he was just giving him a hug. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's sitting there, bad baby, bad baby. I don't know. <laughs> Look, uh, if if Disney's doing one thing right. They are selling the hell out of the cuteness of Grogu, correct? Yes. I mean, like any kid who's going to watch this and see Grogu go through those scenes is going to be like, yes. First, he takes an M&M or whatever off Grief Karga's desk and spinning yeah. the chair on his own using the force. Yeah, he just and, was... And, yeah. 
just spin in the chair, right? I mean, hilarious. But also the puppet work on Grogu just continues to astound. All the practice. I'm a huge fan of practical effects. All the mask work on the pirates was awesome. Um, of course, the animatron, the little puppet work on the little droid operators. But like you can, of, because of course they did. Grogu is a pop cultural phenomenon. Uh, but they have really advanced the 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 puppetry you can tell in the last two years, I felt. Have you guys ever seen how they control like the Babu Freak like guys? Because those no, guys um, are aren't they like guys are Oh, they'll have like three or four people controlling one of them. So like if you watch the behind the scenes of Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> like they have this little guy sitting there and then they have like four people in the full green man suits, like from Always Sunny, basically just <laughs> holding these little poles and they all have like little things. So like so one person's controlling the legs and you got all these people's arms moving around in unison with each other. It's like, it's amazing how they control those. So that's definitely something to go watch. Just look up like Babu Frick behind the scenes and the way that those, that's like amazing stuff. That is like glorious practical effects for star Wars. And I I agree. I love that stuff. That's what feels like star Wars when it, when it is those practical effects. So go ahead. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So out of, this is brought to me from one of my coworkers, and I think it's it's a poignant question to ask. Why can't we just go to Mandalore? Like, like they talk about it. It's like does like the Imperial like we. I was talking about it. It's almost like District Thirteen from the Hunger Games. It, you know what it feels like? It's like it's like like we can't go there. Like why can't? Does you, anybody like, stopping um, people from dry, like flying there? What it's like Star what Wars is, foreplay? Does anybody care about like Warhammer 40k lore? Because like in 40k, they will sometimes drop like virus bombs on planets, or it's like it's like they because because well this episode though they yeah. did they did talk about it being poisonous, right? So yep. so it's almost like to me it was like the Star Wars equivalent of nuclear fallout, right? Where but how do they know? But how do they know? Palatine, Ohio. Either but no one. one's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too real. <laughs> oh, sorry. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, how do they know? Because essentially, no one's been there. Like, it's I, 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 if I just wanted to connect the hand cannon dots. I'm just assuming that in the interim, maybe like right afterwards, some people tried and got killed, or like never came back right. or something. Like, so I, it's like I, a, I it's sure. like a, it's like folklore Bermuda Triangle. So just never go into it. Like, whoever goes there never doesn't return. I can go or 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 maybe enough people disappeared where they kind of gave up on it and they were like it's done and then yeah, and, and then the, now maybe it's not done right and they disappeared because they found out it wasn't that bad and they decided to live on it and no one's gonna bother them like they did in district 13 in the hunger games we could get that i mean right who knows what we will find when no, we at mandalore i don't know i also didn't like a depressed boca time like i get it but i also <laughs> wasn't really a fan of like like she was she was in the dumps well yeah yeah but, I mean, she's got to be. She's lost her saber. She's lost her people. She's lost her planet. She lost her sister. I mean, come on. And, and he had to walk an awful long way. Like, he couldn't have just shouted from about a 200 feet. <laughs> hey! that, would been, that would have been like Michael Keaton and Kim, uh, Kim Basinger and Batman when they were sitting at that long table. They couldn't hear oh, each yeah, other having dinner. <laughs> that Sorry. that is that is one thing. No, that's a, that's that's excellent. That's one thing though that um I'm really interested to see is one of the bigger reveals to me over the first couple of seasons of Mando. And if you go back and rewatch it from the beginning, I think it kind of 
changes some things, how you think about things, is that Mando is essentially a devotee of a like religious zealot sect, mm-hmm. right? Like a subsect of fanatics. And it's interesting to me that he is still um, like wholly devoted to that sect. And I wonder, will Bo-Katan and others in his journey back to Mandalore, like, will he learn maybe that his way is maybe not the actual way, right? Uh, because how long can you continue to hide Pedro Pascal under that bushel, dude? I mean, he's just so beautiful and excellent, dude. So I don't know. I, I, I could see, I could see Bo-Katan and the armor kind of becoming not like an angel and devil, but you know, the two uh, warring kind of forces for Mando's allegiance. Like, wh- which way will he go? I think you keep him hidden for a long time because he's not what's he's not what's selling this show. That mask and that green thing are what are selling Very the true. show. And he probably was still filming The Last of Us while some of this was being filmed, so he probably couldn't be under that helmet. Speaking of, did anybody watching that one too? Like, we don't have to do an after dark on that. No, but I'm getting ready to start. I feel like you're watching it. I'm. I've watched three episodes, and I need to catch up. That's like I've just had like some crazy stuff the last couple weeks. So my wife. My wife bailed after we'll the second one. episode, so yeah, she's like, "This is too scary." Oh, dude, three me. was incredible, dude. Yeah, oh, I know. That's, I was like, like the Nick oh, that was that was a fantastic episode. It hits you right in the feels, also. Yes. Um, we uh, real quick. Did you guys play the game? Did you guys play the game? I did not. I did not. Okay. No. That sorry to sidetrack. Go ahead, Joe. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to make sure we get all of D Doc and and some of uh, all of D Doc, all of T Bob's and some of Alfie's things in. So I want to one. Uh, high magistrate grief carga come on everybody loves that guy i mean i don't care what show he's been in the past whether he's chubbs or apollo or whatever he's doing the guy is just super cool and he he plays the role very well he's really spruced up that town i mean let's i mean it. navarro is yes. killing it dude oh my god so again that's I... a good refresher to see what's happened over the past few years in navarro so i like how he makes everybody call him high magistrate he wouldn't let him he 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 correct every time he wouldn't make sure he said high magistrate um that was awesome the the couple things that that you know again more playing catch up the ig11 again taking him back to the babu freaks um and and taking part of the statue to you know and his parts to remake that i thought that was really cool and i thought it was a fun little scene which kids will love where that half of a body is chasing them around on the ground (laughs) he was like that's creepy (laughs) yeah um but i thought they did a great job again playing catch up with the the cara dune because it could have just they could have said nothing they could have just kind of hid it under a bushel they said nope we're gonna go ahead and talk about it so we can have it out there so people can know what's going on and i thought they handled it very well i thought if they're gonna talk about it go ahead and have something that means something she's doing something else it got you know to where we can say okay now let's move on with the story instead of constantly making that part of something we have to talk about well and it does open up the you know think you know like in any classic warrior story um i it, it's almost like gladiator or something right you need the, you don't need it but but i i think it appeals to a lot of people the idea of like you know when your quest is done you can retire to the homeland and hang mm-hmm. up your weapons and farm the lands and live with your family so like <laughs> he now actually has that soft landing spot and they could use it a lot of ways they could remain that kind of apple on 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 you know the carrot on the end of the stick or um it could be like an emotional 
uh, exploit that somebody uses against him, right? Because if somebody does something to Navarro, like mm-hmm. Mando's going to be pissed. Um, I just love the feel of Navarro too. It had almost a thriving Renaissance medieval sort of feel to it. And it was just, and, and like, honestly, that, that's some of my favorite parts of Star Wars is when you get a, a fantasy feeling kind of wrapped up in sci-fi trappings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It feels like that small <clears throat> town where like everybody's kind of pulling their weight and you got yeah. like, you know, and he's also walking around and making sure he has that title. But at the same time, like even though he's dressed to impress and he's got the little droids carrying his tape, <laughs> he can still freaking he can still pull out his gun and freaking gun smoke. That's for Alfie. He's, yeah. The gun smoke needs to be pulled out. He can still freaking gun smoke you like no problem. He shot that pistol right out of that guy's hand. Like, so he might, he might look pretty, but he still has that inside of him to, you know, show don't F with me, which people still definitely are. I think <laughs> him and, uh, him and Mando dude looked just so cool and intimidating. Uh, Mando <laughs> kind of leaned up against the tree. <laughs> yes. and that was sick. It was sick. He basically was, saying, was... okay, you think I've gone soft? And then he pulls back that, uh, you know, that just crazy decorative robe and there it is still on his hip like okay, I try mean, me that i mean that's return of the jedi boba fett and jabba's palace leaning on the yeah oh yeah. yes it is it oh my god it like absolutely is brand that's a really good call i got a random question um so the heavy that john favreau does the voice of is paz mm-hmm. Vizsla, right yes. yes um what is his relationship with that family because there were a lot of like very in your face shots of like really like look at this he seems to like like even to the point where at one point all the mandos are lined up and every other one is facing off in the horizon and, and he, he is the only yeah. mandalorian looking directly at the kid i think so Alfie i, I wonder that what that is there didn't alfie mention that in our in our chat yeah mm-hmm. did he say he, said he it, thinks it's his kid he, yeah he, and he said it was the kid that was in the book he played the uh tuscan in the book of boba fett so it's the same character who played the kid from book of boba fett and that he was wondering if it's Paz's kid. It yeah. looks like it could be. If, it, if it's not Paz's kid, he seems to have some sort of connection a la Mando Grogu with him. Like, he, maybe he found him or something? What do you think, d So, So, if Mandalorians are having kids, do they keep the helmet on when they're, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, of course. You have to keep it on. You you can't kiss your wife. Howard Stern did a whole thing with the Mandalorian. They talked about taking it off. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I I haven't watched that video yet. His Howard Stern ones are so I subconsciously said that because I watched it. You know, it's funny. (laughs) That's great. No, I I view them like old, repressed Victorian um, Englishmen where, like, they're just unzipping their pants and it's like just like it's just a hole in the armor like that's it like nothing else is coming off it's it's all very there's not a lot of emotion it's all very mechanical right It, it it is to grow the clan and 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 that is it we are not here to uh enjoy this exactly okay yeah, I took that there, so I take responsibility for no, it. But I just, no, I just thought about it. No, but he like did. the question is, absolutely, they have to. I mean, look at the armor, dude. Yeah. She, he he blows up uh, Lake Placid to save the day, and she's like, "Get out of here!" She's like, "What are you doing here? You're disgrace. Right. Right. <laughs> you're no, you're not one of us. Get out of here so yeah. you can become." No, I agree. Hey, real quick, uh, what what do we think about? Uh, What's his name? King Gorian Shard looking like oh. a freaking fern. 
What are we Ooh. doing here? What's going no, on dude, with that? I kind of, I kind of loved it, dude. What did you think? Uh, I thought it bothered me, but it was weird. He looked like the uh, the the pirates from Davy the uh, pirate. Oh, yes. yes. That was what yeah. I was. That's I, he looked like. It wasn't Davy Jones. He looked like one of the guys that was one of the seaweeds underneath the mm-hmm. water with Davy Jones. That was what my brain. I was like, "Who is this like weird dead pirate from under the water?" But what it does. So I agree that like the foliage kind of skin is an odd choice, but <laughs> from a silhouette, and this is really all the pirate silhouettes. It screams pirate captain. Like his yeah. kind of swaggering, oh, like yeah. okay, when he moves and everything. <laughs> sure, like, I, I also thought Grievous. There's something about him the way that he was walking that reminded me of Grievous. Like when he got up oh. out of the chair, there was like a Grievous it. quality to it when he was walking. Like yeah, that absolutely. Was, well, he had that hunched over, predatory. Yeah, almost like, yeah. And then, and then whoever whoever the pirate is that got blown up in the awesome dog fighting oh, in the yeah. asteroid spacing uh his look was great with that with that kind of pirate coat that like duster mm-hmm. and the high collar and everything um the, the, yeah the wardrobe choices uh, again uh, are just fantastic on this show they went really in on the pirates like looking like yes. pirates even though they were aliens on a desert kind of planet i mean you I, know why I, like pirates are cool as fuck they are. <laughs> okay, Mando's so, pirates were all over, man. But Mando could fly that ship. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was like my Ooh, big takeaway boy. was dude hidden a crevasse of a oh, few yeah. of the asteroids and came around around like the way that he manipulated and moved that Naboo type uh, Naboo fighter was amazing. And it's like he's only had this thing. I know. I know time passes. We got time slippage, Nick. I know Nick Shesky, if you're listening to this, time <laughs> slippage works in. But, like, he's only had it for a relatively short amount of time, but that dude is flying it like he's an experienced jet fighter. But Mando's always had good flight skills. I mean, he was whipping that Razor Crest yeah, he around was. And, and, and winning but, some dog fights. And that's like winning in a minivan. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Diesel in a Toyota Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, man, I need a graphic for that. Can you work on that, D Doc? To have, oh, uh, easily, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually bought a few years ago, I bought this an all blacked out minivan, and it feels like the Razor Crest. Like, it, it <laughs> le- legitimately, um, nice. I, I did feel bad for Mando though, because back in the Razor Crest, you know, he could hit autopilot, he had a bed, oh, he yeah. had a whole room. Now he's right. just like, now yeah. he's asleep in his Porsche <laughs> Boxster, just asleep in the front seat. Yep. Now I will so say this: the one one of the things that Joey, because I was at I was with Joey last night, and of course with Joey and telling him I was going to be on with T Bob tonight, he said, "Hey, we need to plan uh, to where we all go down to Baton Rouge to an LSU game. Let's get with yes. T Bob." I said, "I'll mention it on the show, so it's got public record, Joey. We'll get it. We'll get it Heck going." Yes, um, dude. He said not to let you have sake though the next time we go <laughs> down there. Just to let you know, I have a I have a. <laughs> so it's funny we're we're kind of laughing because like. They came down and I treated them to South Louisiana cuisine, right? When you think of South Louisiana, you think of sake and Asian fusion. So I, I, it, I know, I know. Yes, no, I see your bread face. No, no, it's ridiculous thing to think of too. But whenever I'm having a dinner with a group of people that are kind of meeting for the first time, you know, it's like a new social situation. I have this almost fake movie scene in my head 
where everybody's a little nervous at first and the first bottle of sake comes out, you have your first round of cheers and then you hit a montage and everybody's just continuously drinking sake <laughs> and then like the music's going and then like ties are getting loose. They're like yeah. around the head. You have your arm around the guy. You're like singing <laughs> together. So, so, so I was trying to channel that. And it seemed to work. It, it the way, it the waiter's bad. doing sake shots with you too. <laughs> yes, and, yes, you know, exactly, everyone's having exactly. a good time. Yeah. T-Bob, why, uh, why do I feel this movie has played out several times in your life? Every time like, it's badly for me. Every time it's badly for me. This is not. This is a movie that you've put in the and hit like you've wore out the tape and hit rewind several, <laughs> several times to get this back is my to that Star spot. Wars. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll tell. Okay. I promise to take y'all to some more traditional Louisiana cuisine. You, uh, you gotta. Have, you gotta have some Cajun. Time. You gotta. Yeah. Get some yeah. Cajun. Oh, we got plenty. We got plenty, dude. We yeah. Got plenty. Yeah. Um. But so we we mentioned that that it ends up running into Bocaton, going to her and saying, "Hey, I'm going to go." First, she wanted to know, do you still have the saber? That's what her first concern was. Yes. Uh, but to him saying, hey, I'm going back. I'm going to see what's there. I've got to go, what is it, bathe in the waters? <laughs> the mines. The they keep saying the mines. Yeah, the yeah. waters are meet the mines. Of yeah. So I look. The soothing up, you, waters of Lake Minnetonka. You talked about, yes. you know. You and Brent were saying. I'm why, sorry. Why? I think of it every time. <laughs> That's what I said last night. Why are we not going back there? I mean, look, for, for two seasons now, we've talked about getting to Mandalore, right? Here it is finally. They're, they're like getting you right on edge. We're going to go and back. He, I mean, we're going. Stops, and he stops at a moon planet that's just short of the actual Mandalore. We're going to stop by this island planet of the Mandalorian system. Like, no, just go to Mandalore. He, he knew was there. Just go yeah, he to talk to Bo about it. Look, yeah. you gotta, you gotta bathe. He's in trying the to recruit. Waters. He's trying to he get. Was. He's trying to get a little squad, dude. He's got IG trying to get back, which yep. means Taika Waititi's voice back, which makes you very excited. Well, yeah. you know um, that she's gonna follow his ass. Like you know yeah. that he's like she's. Gonna I think play he wants like, her to. I think he wants her to. Right? Do you think she was playing him though? Because I know that she like she was de- down and depressed. But do you think she's playing him to try to bait him into going to the something? She's got to beat his ass, right? Yeah. She's got to beat right. his ass eventually to get the dark she, saber back. Yeah, she's got to take it from him. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna team up. It's gonna be great. Wait, I can't wait. So Brent and and I'm about I'm I'm about to um yeah. Unfortunately, y'all, I, I love this so much. So much fun every time we do it. <laughs> uh, I am about to have to go, but so Brent was talking about you know how do we know that people haven't gone there and just stayed because it's awesome. You're talking about Lake Minnetonka. They're going to get there, and it's going to be Dave Chappelle as Rick James just hanging out in Mandalore. Welcome, Grogu. We've been waiting on you. Would anybody like any any pancakes? (laughs) And them them to Mando and Grogu. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. I can you throw Bill Burr in there too. You could throw Bill Burr in. Yeah, you know, why not? Yes. Well. You know, you know, we had the we had the Snoop Dogg in Mandalorian gear a while back. I mean, put put Snoop Dogg, Chappelle. Let, let's go all out. Let's make it fun. They show up, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. I, you know, I, I'm all for it. So love it. Um, T Bob, I know you got to run. Thank you for running. I love you, boys. Doing this this is like. Hey, so much fun, dude. Every <laughs> single time. Um, we got to do it more during this season of Mando because yes. I don't think I'm able to do my own Mando podcast anymore. Aww. So I need to get mm. these. I need to get these takes off. 
I will I will send you a constant invite, and when you're free, you just let me know, and I'll make sure that the crew knows you're coming. So hell yes, uh, Joe, Brent, D Doc, it was awesome, man. Um, Nick, Alfie, missed y'all certainly, uh, but I hope y'all have an awesome night, and I cannot wait until next Wednesday. Let's go, boys. You got it. Thanks, T Bob. All right, T Bob. See ya. Um, real quick before we hop into Whew, that bad. the energy, the ener- I just saw I the energy drop it's about five levels. <laughs> T Bob uh, always yeah. brings it. He does. He does. Um, so I've been after my little personal golden like ring in Star Wars for a while. So uh, a long time ago, I got the mm-hmm. Jade. Uh, you know, this is the vintage from 1990. I don't even know what. Um, but yeah, I, I have such bad eyes. I came and read it, but the old Mara Jade, you know, nice three and three quarters from, uh, Hasbro. I love it. Right. I've always wanted to see if they make a six inch from heir to the empire that, that, uh, the Zahn trilogy. Well, they were kind enough a few years ago to make the Mark Cam or Luke Skywalker version, which yes, I've already taken out of the box, the six inch. In the in the case, but you couldn't really see him in the case. So I said, I have to release this dude. He's even got this Silamari, if, if that's how you say it, right? Uh, around his neck here. So love that. That's one of my favorite Lukes of all time right there. And then, yes, boys, just the other day, it shows up. Mara Jade, six inch, Dark Force Rising. Instead mm. of being able to see the plastic, yes, it's even a cardboard cover, but... It's a badass figure. So stupid, it, but uh, it looks <laughs> the, the the art is cool. But like to open it and reveal another picture of it. Oh my god! She was like a mummy. I showed you guys a picture. She was wrapped in paper inside of her. It looked like a corpse in a mummy mm-hmm. uh, kind of stuff. But I mean, she's just awesome. Mara Jade, one of my favorite characters of all time. And since we've gotten to meet Timothy Zahn, I mean, you know, and and heir to the Empire and, and uh, Dark Force Rising and Last Command. They were big moments in my Star Wars life back in 1991, 92, and 93. I was just so pumped that that showed up and uh, from my from my order. And now I have the six-inch Luke, the six-inch Mara. Now we just need to have them uh, show up in some series in the future. And speaking of that, um, I don't know if you guys saw this article or not, but the rumor behind the scenes is there's some thinking of making, now that we have a de-aged Luke, a de-aged Leia from Rise of Resistance and a de-aged Harrison Ford in the upcoming Indiana Jones movie that they might do some short movies on Disney Plus of the original three. Uh, you know, just saying, I think I think it'd bring the fans in. I don't know. I think their de-aging looks fine to me, so I would take it. But any thoughts from you guys on Mara Jade or possible short movies on Disney of those original three? <laughs> do you want to go first brent i, I think you i've already seen brent huffing and puffing so yeah it's not a, it's not a huff and a puff it's just a money grab that's all like so is baby grogu no because grogu didn't start off as a money grab now like it, it becomes a money grab if you start throwing grogu into like i don't know ahsoka and it becomes a money grab if you if he pops up in other things um I don't know. Like it's, I feel like it's a money grab. I don't. Uh, the DH stuff. Just make it. Just make it animated. Would you? Just make. Would you not agree though? And we've got T Bob off here before we go into the bad batch. 
the one thing missing. I, I will live with the rest of the sequel trilogy. I'll watch it. I'll live with it. I'll, I'll accept it. It is what it is. But the one major thing missing was not one scene, one moment with those three talking about something or interacting about something. That's it. Yeah. So if you make some short thing in between where they're de-aged, maybe explain some things leading to it, I think it would solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. So yeah, I didn't see a problem with it. So like I'm, I know like I'm Ryphon's probably rolling over, rolling his eyes behind <laughs> his sunglasses. But like Lawson that has was... the sunglasses. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry, not Ryphon. Ryphon's probably doing the same thing, but uh, he's 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 pedaling his bike a little bit faster when he's there listening to it. <laughs> and then and Glosson's rolling his eyes behind his sunglasses. But like I don't like to me that wasn't it wasn't even a thought as I was watching it. Okay. I didn't I didn't need that scene, I don't think. That was just me. Uh I honestly was okay with the way that they handled the fact that there were differences between each and they kind of killed one off each episode. I'm fine with them killing one off because it's ceremonial. It was the ceremony changing of the guard. So do I want to see stuff like that? Sure. But just make it animated. Don't stop with this like de-age crap because <laughs> the Leia like from Rogue One was awful. The Leia from the Rise of Skywalker in the training scenes was not very good. Um, Luke, I mean, it was very slow. It was in the, what, Mandalorian season two and what, episode six, five, and six, mm-hmm. when he was on, when it was Luke's face on screen. Eh, yeah, it looked like him, but it was, I could tell it wasn't, right? And, like, if you're going to do that with Han. I mean, They've already eh. done it on, on Indiana Jones coming out this June. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it To me, it's eh. Like, okay. I don't, I, I like, I think it's an excessive, like I always used to call it gratuitous use of CGI. So back in like the mid nineties to the early two thousands, when CGI was brand new, right after Jurassic, the the Jurassic parks, everybody would put CGI in and you could just tell that it was not very well done, but they wanted to put it in to make it look cool and to have the special effect. And it was a gratuitous use of CGI to make people say, Ooh, look at that special effect. And I feel like at this point, the face thing is that. It's just a mm-hmm. gratuitous use of CGI. You, know, you can tell that it's de-aged. You know, everyone will know that it's de-aged. And I'm just not going to, like, I'm not going to buy it. Give me, or, give me the bounty hunter and Ord Mantell uh, scene, but give it to me in animation. Okay. Yeah. It's a valid so- point. Like some CGI doesn't age well, like which it's funny because like when I was in theaters for Rogue One, like even for the uh, Mop uh, Tarkin uh, yep. CG, uh, they did him and they did Leia. Like when I saw it in theaters, I thought it was excellent. Like I thought it was great. I'm like, that looks so real just because you're in the theaters, you're in the moment. Like, I don't know. I thought like when I saw Leia's face in theaters, I was just like, oh, my God, that I can't believe they just did that. Then when you rewatch it, then I pay attention to it. You know it's not really them. But this is something that, like, if they do it and it doesn't work out, I'll give them a free pass on it because I think it would be pretty freaking fun to have a, a Han and Chewie interaction again. Like, like I don't know. It would just it would it would be cool to see the original crew back together. I mean, it was it was obvious when you have three main actors of a you know classic movie you know an all-time movie when they're all on the set around each other to not put them in the scene together you know that was the right thing to do for the new uh sequel trilogy it's stupid they never did that i'm being sarcastic obviously but i don't think they were on the set together though 
they <laughs> if you watch behind the scenes stuff mark hamill What's is around stuff all the oh, time okay. like he mark he was at he was at rise of skywalker filming like the whole time like he was in the room when they were testing out babu frick just and he's sitting there like talking to him like he was around for a lot of stuff which i think he's around for a lot of like mandalorian stuff too but I don't know. Even if they just did it in the first movie at the end, like that would have been a hell of a way to end it. But I did want to like off of off of that point, I did want to mention for Black Series. This is my short little Black Series thing. I'm going to try to turn my little webcam here. I have my little um, this was a beer glass uh, shelf. It was the first ever woodworking project I ever made. And it fit Guinness on Guinness glasses <laughs> were on the taller rows. And then it was pint glasses for the other ones. And I'm like, you know what? I can fit my Black Series on here. So now I have that set up. As you can see, I unboxed, Um, oh my God, his name is- uh, Jackson. Jackson. I unboxed yeah. Jackson. Yep. Which like those boxes, those are the ones I can kind of live with, like not having the window on it just because you can put that display behind them, you know, right. with that front cover, which is the front cover is always awesome mm -hmm. on that. I just wish they would negotiate just a little window into these. <laughs> just a little. Maybe I think a headshot. They're How about that? How about yeah. a headshot window? It's going to happen. That's my prediction with what's going on with it. They are going to bring the window back. Collectors are not happy. You go look at all the comments on Hasbro Pulse and everything. Collectors aren't happy with Hasbro right now. People are trashing them constantly. There's no way they don't see it. Follow the money. Ha Hasbro has no... has gotten bad publicity from all levels they had an issue with uh dungeons and dragons they have an issue with uh because they're part of the dungeons and dragons yes. stuff they have an issue with the magic the gathering like because they're part of magic the gathering and they like so hasbro is like a huge mega corporation and i don't think they care about what the fans <laughs> say and i unboxed my first ever black series that i ever got which was mm. uh i um oh my god a, uh, dark death, tro death, death trooper. trooper death trooper yeah. he was the first one i ever bought it was when i was a listener to your podcast and i said what are these black series figures let me go find one of these and i was at a wedding in upstate new york and my wife was in the wedding party and i had about three hours to kill before it and i looked up a target in the area and i went and found one of my favorite troopers that exists oh, and gosh. finally Memories. unboxed it i'm like you know what i i really Memories. love the way they look on this shelf so i might <laughs> I might start unboxing all of mine. I don't know. I told my wife that the other day. I said, I think I'm going to start unboxing all of my Black Series. I'm like, I love how they look on this shelf here. And she's like, why would you do that? I'm like, I'm never going to sell them. Like, I really don't think I am. If anything, I'm just going to pass them down to my son. Yeah. When, like, however many years from now. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to start unboxing. By the way, his reaction to your Rex helmet was amazing because he was way more excited to it than than I think you were when you opened it up. It was awesome. I loved it. Well, he was mad because it said it was addressed to David for <laughs> the <laughs> birthday. <laughs> and his yeah, I'm I'm February 3rd, he's February 17th. So he thought it was a birthday oh. gift for him. Oh, so I'm, I'm opening it up. He's like, he's like, I think it's for me. I'm like, I promise it's not for you. This is for me. Back off. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys will have plenty of time in the next few weeks to talk. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Star Wars toys and other collectibles and everything else. Because next week, we're going to have Jim and Matt from ECPC TV, who we met at the ICC Con. 
the following week after that, Mr. Ryan McGee from ESPN and the, the SEC Network will be back with us. Oh, and yeah. a few weeks after that, we'll have the man himself, Michael Havens, who runs the ICC Con. And I guarantee you, with him having his own toy store <laughs> in in Tennessee, there's going to be plenty of talk going on with toys. So I'm excited about that. Um, but did you, know you see? Did you see that they got McDermott again? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So McDermott's coming back. Um, so and then they're going to drop another one. They drop one. It seems like every Friday. He's yep. He's dropped one. But we or every couple Fridays. We will have him when he's done releasing, or he's going to just release the final list the day before we have him. So then he'll be able to talk through the entire list uh, when we have him. I think March 30th, we're going to have him. So the Wednesday before that, he'll be releasing the full list of guests and and things like that. So love, love it when Michael's on. He's, he's similar to T-Bob in the energy level. Um, Maybe not in the same cursing level, but in the definitely in the energy level. So, uh, but anyway, Hey, we had a whole nother thing on Wednesday Bad Batch, season two, episode eleven, Metamorphosis, and I will—I'll be the first one to say, this is what I—this is kind of what I want Bad Batch to be. I mean, they were Bad Batchery. They, you know, if you're not familiar with the Zillow Beast from Clone Wars, you had some definite Stranger Things feel and horror kind of background stuff on it. You had that going on. Oh, and then oh, let's just put in Mount Tantus and Wayland again, and scientists and Kaminoans and cloning and clone commandos all in one episode. I like that kind of stuff. That's what I want to see. It was fun. There was there was action. It was tons better than the ones where they were just meeting people that we didn't know they need to meet, sitting on that place waiting for somebody to come pick them up. Um, but I, I really like this episode. Uh, I thought, uh, what do I have here? Oh, I love that we finally get them to say that Omega is the clone that they want to get and that Nala say all she's concerned about is protecting Omega. I thought that was really cool. Brent was kind of not into the Bad Batch on that comment. D-Doc sometimes nodding his head there. I'll let you guys run with it. I really like the episode... I want the the remaining four or five episodes to be like this. This is what I want out of Bad Batch. <laughs> I'll let Brent go first again. <laughs> really? I mean, okay. So here, <laughs> I love my... watching your face when Joe's talking because I'll see I'll see you go. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, no. Like I don't know. I always I'm always like I want to hear what Brent has to say. <laughs> so my thing, like, and this is coming from the Bad Batch, and it Star Wars fandom us and then the social media crew that you hear talking and the people because we're in different social media forums we all look and read different things on social media you guys are twitterverse i go to the facebook route um i know alfie is into like the reddit everything alfie's in the trenches (laughs) i mean deep uh, (laughs) everybody knows what happens next week on mando Come on. Yeah, because <laughs> well, I mean, because they release it to people and they expect people to not release it out anyways. So um what I start to think about is when you talk about what good episode versus a bad episode of the bad batch, people want to be pulled in by whatever they feel to be nostalgic. They want to have some sort of nostalgic tie. And if it doesn't have that nostalgic tie, 
then they think it's not Star Wars or they think that it's not good Star Wars. So Andor didn't have a lot of nostalgic tie. I liked it to to some people. I'm just there are there's a lot of there's a lot of like skepticism and there's a lot of not like the the pace. I think the when episodes come out, the people aren't necessarily as attached to it because it's newer and they don't have that nostalgic tie. Episodes that we've liked: the Geonosis Vietnam Wall. There's a tie there. Like the whole thing, you got to see, uh, you got to see not just Rex, who was it was fighting, it was Cody, right? Yep, it was you got to see Cody, Crosshair. nostalgic tie Cro- with, with Crosshair. Like, you get to see those nostalgic pieces, right? So, another episode, let's you see the TK troopers, you see the transitioning over. Um, you see this episode, you got Mount Wayland or whatever, Mount Tantif, and you got Wayland, you got you got the Kaminoans, you have the Zillow Beast. So the people that are really digging Clone Wars are like, oh my god, they finally put something that I attach to in. At the very end of the ep- episode, they say, send this information to Rex and Co- uh, e- uh, Echo, Echo, see what they can figure out. So you bring back in Rex and Echo. That was another one of the episodes earlier in the season that everybody really liked because you had said Rex come back. Right? Like, you had the senator that was in the Clone Wars come back when they were talking about you had the Emperor come up. So there were things that cameos but there's some sort of nostalgic tie and i the what i get into what i hear is that if it doesn't have that then eh, it's an eh episode but if it has some that then it's an amazing episode well i'll tell you and what it, and it's not just you it's not just you i mean it is the social media boards that i read and that's what i come up with well i, I will say this i could have cared less i could not have cared less if there was nostalgia or anything in the previous episode the previous episode, you could have thrown things in there tying to stuff. That was just a boring, slow episode. I mean, I just, there wasn't anything that drew me into it. And I'm a big Star Wars fan that I usually, you guys know me, I'm over here with unicorns and rainbows and I'm happy about everything. But it was like, nah, it was boring. This one, you didn't have to tie everything in, but I like the action and I like the, the, the music played suspenseful. So if I'm thinking there's a kid watching this, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going on? There's a monster, whatever. It, I, I just like it to have something to draw you in. Yeah, I mean, Rex wasn't in it. They mentioned his name. But I mean, I don't know if it made it better or worse with Rex in there. But I, I get what you're saying. I just think there's a lot of different things to draw people in besides just nostalgia. I mean, I, I, I liked the episode. And I, I like the, the Gunji episode. I mean, you say it's nostalgia, but I mean, I saw him for what, two episodes in the Clone Wars 10 years ago? I mean, it it doesn't always have to be nostalgia. I mean, it, it could be a lot of other things to draw him in, but there was action, there was fighting, there was tying other things together. I mean, look, it was tying Wayland in, which I guess we could say is nostalgia now. because It is. Absolutely it is. But It but absolutely I mean, is. But it's also a good story. I mean, there, there's something about having the reason Star Wars is the way it is, and the reason Star Wars isn't Star Trek is because all these things have always thought about tying everything in together. That's that just like when I said in Mando, you had the Purgle because it ties it in to Rebels and it ties it into where's where Ezra and Thrawn are. So mm-hmm. I'm off. I'm off that. I'm sorry, Brent. I like your opinions. I think it's good. 
I, no, I, 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 and I'm okay with it. And this was not a shot at you, even though like you, as you were talking, like it might've come across as a shot. This is not a shot. It just, I no. get tired. I get tired of the, the filler comment or the, this is a great episode or that's a great episode. And what makes this one so much different than that one? And it's the only thing that I can come down and put my finger on that is those, those pieces that, for whatever reason, this fan connected with that piece and they see a breadcrumb that connects that piece to this show. So therefore they say that this is an amazing episode because it connected what I liked to what's going on with this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that little uh, commentary between the two of you guys. Cause that's like, <laughs> that, I don't know. It's like, that's, Wait That's... till he and I do trivia together. It's gonna be a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you gonna sure be like, you got the right answer? The right answer? <laughs> Are you sure you got the right answer? Yeah, I mean that's like that's that's the thing about new Star Wars is uh, how good are how good are people at introducing new storylines to Star Wars? And I mean, I trust Filoni for it and everything. And I'll say with Bad Batch, it's like I watched that most recent episode. I didn't watch the one before it. So I'm I'm blank on that one because I just missed it last week. Bad batch, I screwed up. And and this is what happened. It's like the Mandalorian released and I was locked into Mando and I only had today to watch Bad Batch. So I watched <laughs> the, the newest episode, but I also <laughs> was like I also was shuffling around and doing some stuff kind of while I had it on, which I never like to do that because I can't fully focus. I need to sit down and shut off the <laughs> lights and literally just like fully lock in. So I need to rewatch both of them again. It gave me uh, uh, Death Troopers that the first Star Wars novel that w- that's what it was called, right? With the, mm-hmm. um, the yeah. zombies on the ship. Yes. When when you had that ghost ship kind of flying through space and and everything, and you had all these creepy sounds and everything, like it definitely gave me those vibes. Uh, I I need to watch it again. I can't go into detail on it because uh, there's there's absolutely stuff I missed in it, and like I missed probably the last like five minutes of the episode too. I didn't even see it. So so I will say this: Bad Batch to me, it's going to take some very very heavy lifting, very heavy lifting, for it to ever come to the point of Clone Wars and Rebels. It's just not. It's not going to get there. It, it's it's a good show that's tying some things together in that gray area between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. You know, it's fun. It's fun. It's an action show. Maybe ending off the clones and bringing up the stormtroopers and seeing what happens in the middle. Yes, there were tons of bad in Clone Wars, but the good was way good. And Rebels, I would say almost all of it was good. There was a few kooky episodes in there, but Rebels and Clone Wars... That's what I base all animation off of. And you can get to that level. I don't think Bad Batch is going to get there. Even at the sinking of Camino at the end of season one. I'm like, okay, that was cool. But it's not like it changed the world for me. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I think there's a lot to just say, this is a kid's show that's fun, that's in between Friends of Sith and Star Wars. And if something really cool happens, great. But if it doesn't, does it entertain me for 25 minutes? And this episode entertained me for 25 minutes. I was happy with that. It's not going to, I will fight people. And I know Brent loves the loves rebels and I can't decide every day whether I like rebels or clone wars more, but they're right there. Cause I love them both, but those kind of shows, they hit you and they, 
They bring family into the picture, right, Brent? They tell more depth into the story to make the story that maybe wasn't the best in the prequels, it adds to it, makes it better, right? So I'm not sure the Bad Batch is set up to be that way. I think Bad Batch might be a filler show that they had some ideas to do at the end of Clone Wars that they didn't get to, that they thought, let's have some fun with this and do some things to get little hints towards the original trilogy. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of, out of turn, but that's my feel on it. I will enjoy it and watch it. But you said it earlier, D-Doc, Mando is what this franchise is surrounded by. It's what holds it up right now. If Mando mm -hmm. is popular and doing well, Star Wars does well. So that's it. I yeah. agree with that. <laughs> so do we know who that, like, um, whoever, the cloner that was, like, the leader of Mount Tantive? Has he been in anything else? Dr. Hemlock. I've never heard of him before. Isn't Hemlock like the suicide drug? I believe so. Okay. So there's just, I thought I heard that name. And then the other thing is it looks like he has a fake hand, just like some, like every other Jedi that's lost his hand. Really? I didn't even see that. He's wearing a Michael Jackson black glove and he keeps holding his hand upside down. Huh? Like watch it. He's holding his hand in a very odd, an odd way. I will rewatch that. Look, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. After the original trilogy, it's hard for me to not say that the original Thrawn trilogy isn't my favorite Star Wars. I absolutely love that. It drew my heart back into Star Wars. It has a special meaning. So again, that Mara Jade and that Luke I just showed you, and and then to see Tantus and Waylon and cloning things going on, I'm sitting there going, sure. "How does this not? It just a Brent. It makes me feel good." But it's an animated sure. series that's not up right. to the level of Rebels and Clone Wars. That's, that's fine, but the, part of the reason why you like it is because it's tying in things that you really do love. And that's really all. Get, like, you love that, so they're bringing Tantif in, so that makes you really like it. It does. What I was, what I was hoping for was a Jedi on that ship and not a Zillow beast. Which would have been right. fantastic. Right? Because I'm looking for my boy, Jerusalem. And where if you're gonna do cloning on Tantive, you need to bring him into it, right? Or some other like I was waiting for a force sensitive I, to show up. And when they saw when I saw a tail scurrying, I was like, are they gonna go like alligator Loki and say that like they're like this little thing is force sensitive? Brent, I but, think I think you might be right though. And a long time ago, when I knew this was a collision course between Mando and Bad Batch. I said, they better make the last four or five episodes of Bad Batch worth something. Or, like D-Doc, he'd be like, oh, I'm concentrating on Mando. Oh, there was an episode of Bad Batch. I need to go check that out. I don't. I think people might overall be like, oh, Bad Batch is fun, but I'm really going to concentrate on Mando. So if you bring in, maybe this, maybe this Zillow Beast was a, a foreshadowing of, we've got some crazy-ass Jedi here on Tantus that we're going to be doing experiments on everything else. And we'll see that maybe the last four episodes are that Brent. I don't, I don't know, but I would love that. I think it'd be a great story. I doubt it, but because I was, like I said, I was hoping that was, that was the, the, whatchamacallit. And then like, I think Alfie said it, it's like the bad batch are really terrible at their jobs. <laughs> Every job they get, they fail. Or at least the televised jobs. 
they talk yeah. about the ones that they do well on. Like they they bring that they did a good job, and then they bring that in, and then the next televised job is a shit show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, because no, they like... haven't they haven't collected in like three episodes. <laughs> Go ahead, D Doc. Now the the thing that I heard at the end, and I didn't hear it like word for word, but they had mentioned Omega at the end of the episode, and mm-hmm. they were like, they're like, she's the one we're after. Do they mention like what like because here's no. my thing is it's like Omega's like a young clone who happens to be like a girl and she's like uh you know I guess part of Django's original DNA. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like what is what does that do? Why do they need her? Like what do they want they don't out say. of her? Uh, they no. they were trying to get Nala say to do some work and yes. she wouldn't do work, and they said the only thing she's concerned about is making sure Omega is okay. So if you can get Omega, she'll do what you tell her to do. And that's it. Like, it doesn't say that she's force sensitive. It didn't say it's basically, this is her child. You're going to torture her child Mm -hmm. to get her. And the only way that you will get her to work is to torture her child is the way that I took it. I didn't take it as, I didn't take it as there was something special about her. I'm sure there are people, I'm sure there are people that are watching it. They're like, ah, see, there's another nugget that says that she's force sensitive. I didn't take it as that. I took it as like, this is our way to blackmail her. Yep. I know how to blackmail her. To it, blackmail her is to take this child and make this child, put this child's life in peril. And she will do what you say to keep that child's life out of peril. 100%. So to 100%. me, it was more of a, it was, it was more of a way to manipulate her than it was to say that she's got some powers that we're trying, you need to get. Yeah. Okay. That's why I didn't, I didn't know if they're like, we're trying to get her to get whatever, like, you know, like that, that's the stuff. It's like, I, I do enjoy bad batch. Like, and I like, I don't know. It just, this was my first week with it. And I dropped the ball. I'm weird. It's like, for some reason I can't watch star Wars when the sun is out. I need to watch it at nighttime. <laughs> I shut off. I'm a weirdo. My wife, like I, when I watch a show, lights out like locked in and it's like i know during the daytime i have too many distractions things can come up where i'm just like you know i i just couldn't i I can't do it when the sun's out for some reason like i don't know i don't watch it when it's convenient for me i need to like schedule it and just be like i'm watching at nighttime i don't know i'm a weirdo with that kind of stuff so that's why uh i'll for for bad batch i'll probably i'll probably double down now uh and and try to knock out bad batch on um I'll try to knock out Bad Batch before the Mando episodes, I guess, and just get the double dose of Star Wars. Or you can do like so many of us and drive to work with Bad Batch sitting on your dashboard while you're <laughs> watching and listening over your speakers. And it's it, I work out in the morning now, so it's playing in the shower as I shower before Love I go to it. work. So Omega's seeing you naked. This is awesome to think about. <laughs> I mean, she's a cartoon, so sure. <laughs> Nala Say's seen me naked too. She oh can peek her man! Ass. I mean, all she's got to do is walk in, and she can peek her head over the top of the shower curtains. Oh man, Brent, <laughs> I could see Brent and Nala Say. That's a power couple right there. Um, yeah. Um, okay, that's. You know, I will. I will end my side real quick. I went and saw Ant-Man and Quantumania. <laughs> um, it wasn't as good as the first two. It was entertaining. Sometimes they put movies together where they have 101 million things going on in the background to divert you and make your eyes hard to focus on what's actually going on. There were times in this movie was like that. You spent the entire time in the quantum realm, which was weird, but it was entertaining. I love Paul Rudd. I love the character of Ant-Man. So that was fun. 
I think Michael Caine does a really good job uh, for being, I don't know, however old she is. Michelle Pfeiffer is an attractive woman. Um, and Kang, the guy who played Kang, he, I thought he did a really good job. He's actually good at that role. Very good. Um, so, you know, it's a decent movie, entertaining, but it, it wasn't up to the first two. I then is it worth a visit? Is it worth a movie ticket? Because it's what fourteen, fifteen dollars. Is it worth? You're paying your little eighteen dollars a month. Eighteen bucks a month. I can see as many movies as I want. Everybody, Regal Pass. Just let you know. Um, so I think because it's so such a big action movie with a lot of things going on, seeing it on a movie screen helps. Uh, It'll still be entertaining because so many of us have sixty inch TVs now. I think it'll still work on that. Um, so yeah, I mean. It's hard to say because there's not there's not a lot of movies that I would say, man, I have to go see those movies. Um, but since I've got this pass and because Tom Line and Ryan Massengale are like they like movies, so I tag along and have fun and we just laugh. That's pretty much half of the good thing good thing of it. Um but um but by the way, for those of you who are listening, Mass is a former co host which we'd love to have him come back, but he's a stick in the mud. That's right, Mass, you heard me. And Tom is a follower listener, but he's he just doesn't want to come on the microphone and talk. He needs to. Tom, this is my shout out for you to come on, man. See? You gotta come on sometime because yeah. I'm I feel like he's a part of our podcast, honestly. Yeah. You know? He, he, and yeah, so and new listeners, if you didn't hear anything from Massagill, if you think I'm a stick in the mud <laughs> and you think I'm a Debbie Downer and a <laughs> Mass doesn't like anything about nope. Star Wars. No. He's he Star Wars uh, he doesn't like it. But yeah. I loved I loved seeing the uh, the Wilson images of him because he also didn't know how to get his face on. <laughs> so you didn't see the we weren't posting on YouTube at the time, D Doc. You would this is how Mass recorded. <laughs> oh, I saw that. You guys did eventually start on YouTube, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. that Matt, 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 for anybody who's watching, all you saw were the eyes and the forehead <laughs> of Mass. He looked like Wilson from Home Improvement. Like you yeah. never saw the lower half of his face. We'll have to get him on. You know, with the 200th episode, I am going to make sure one that T Bob's there. I'm going to make sure that a few other regular guests are there. But uh, Mass, that's five weeks away. I know. Mass wow. and Tom Line, you are invited to come on and say hi on the 200th episode. Um, so to go along with that, Cocaine Bear. Uh, besides having I got o- O'Shea Jackson from uh kenobi and alden Ehrenreich from solo they were both in there so that was awesome to see some star wars connections uh ray liotta r.i.p last movie i believe for for ray liotta um oh and and siri oh uh, not siri zori bliss um well what uh, i'm blanking hold on all of those people are in this movie yeah uh what about a, about zori a bear bliss. who's hopped what, up on court what's her real uh, name carrie russell carrie russell thank you Carrie Russell, the Americans. Vin, which made she's which another made one, sexy Oof. as hell. Yes. Just yeah, she made the show. How are all um, of these people in this shitty ass oh, concept of a movie? No, no, no. I think that's Aaron Banks uh, directed it. Is it yeah. Aaron Banks? Yeah, uh, no. She's got a, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. She's yeah. got a lot of connections, man. Hold up, but, Elizabeth. Ba- hold up, hold up, hold up. Elizabeth Banks, the foreigner from American Pie. I. I believe that's the same Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I don't Elizabeth know. Elizabeth Banks, uh, you know, from a the lot. Boobs I mean, on a, the boobs on American Pie. The one that Jim was going to have sex with on the, and he sent the invite. Was Elizabeth Banks in American Pie? Was she? I, I, there's a bank. I thought it was an Elizabeth. I thought it was Elizabeth Banks. 
I don't know if you've ever seen Wet Hot American Summer. No. Paul Rudd movie uh, and her and uh, excellent movie. Watch it. Wet Hot American Summer. Hilarious. I don't of all time. I'm on my phone. One of you guys who's on a computer, look up this Elizabeth Banks because I feel like if it is, she's smoking hot. Well, well have so you ever seen that? I know, she, Zach I know and she's Mary. the director. Yeah. No, I haven't seen Zach and Miri make a porno. I have yeah. not seen that one. So, she's in that. Uh, but but I'll, while you're looking, while we're looking for this stuff, um, there were more stars than that. This was this was. Um, is it? Look up her film like credentials. I don't think it's the same one. Is this? I don't Elizabeth think Banks? she's an American Pie. No, it doesn't look like it. But is that like Elizabeth Banks right there. And she's in Hunger Games too. Yes, she's she's uh, from Modern Family, Hunger Games, uh, the 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 one where they all sing. Um, uh, ta, 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 ta. Oh, she's the host on uh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Thank you. She's yes. the she's yeah. the. Oh, okay. She yes. also did. She also did Pressure Luck. So that's Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, Elizabeth yeah, Banks. Yeah. But okay, what's but, the name of the chick from the boobs chick from American Pie? You're thinking of yeah. That's a different. I don't. I don't know names very well, so neither do I. But I'm I on American was... Pie right now. I'll, I'll find it here. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, are you thinking of Carmen Electra? No, no she's no, not an American no, no, Pie. No no, 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 no. I know you're thinking about. She was the fake accent uh, yes. girl who was. You saw her boobs. Jim, Shannon Jim... Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Okay, she so played I had Nadia. So I had yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. All right, my bad. Um, Nadia. So. Cocaine Bear, there were more stars on it than that, Brent. That's just a few I named. The guy from Modern Family is in it. Mitch from Modern Family is in it. Um the the lady who was a Russian agent in Americans who was who was Carrie Russell's boss, she's in it. There's there's tons of people in it. Um, so it was an interesting movie that had some good humor in it, had some good action. It was not my kind of movie. But it was entertaining. Um, I wouldn't have paid fourteen dollars to see it if if I had my choice. I so had I gotta fun. wait for that one. On, gotta wait for that one when it comes yeah. to streaming. I had fun because Mass and Tom were making me laugh the whole time. Mass's son was in there, so but it it was an entertaining movie. But I would say Quantumania. If you want to spend your fourteen, go ahead because I think it'll be better in a the theater. But that one, there's a lot of people raving about it. I just thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that great. Anyway, that's my movie review, um, and um, that's all I, I think. Got. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get that movie pass. I mean, eighteen bucks a month, like for all the other stupid you monthly know payments I'm I have see next week or next month for yeah. all the stupid monthly payments. I'm, I'm gonna see sixty five with Adam Driver. I'm gonna see John Wick. I'm gonna see Shazam. Well, right there, eighteen bucks for three movies. Come on, yeah. Plus, you can also just be like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just see that movie that I don't even know about or might not even be that popular. Like, you can just go see movies. Like, if you want to. It must be nice to be a dink with double income and no kids. So, like, you have, (laughs) hey, you have just because they moved out doesn't mean I don't have them. (laughs) I still, I still play, pay plenty. God love them. They're the joys of my life, but it's a never ending. Yeah, but you got to. You got a little bit more free time than us, uh, us little with littles. 
Yeah. Well, I'm in, I'm envisioning, I mean, people on the podcast probably don't know pers- about my personal life, but I'm, <laughs> I'm envisioning myself like during the daytime being like, screw it. If there's an empty theater, I'll take the freaking baby there and watch a movie, whatever. Amen. No, Hallelujah. that'd be perfect. That would be yeah. a perfect thing. That was uh, how I trained my kids during COVID. I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, let's take them to the theater. There's no one going to the movies. I'm like, it's a good chance to tell them you got to sit in your seat. You got to be quiet, whatever. I mean, for Addison, <laughs> she's just going to be sitting they're just like you know i i don't think i can take an infant to see cocaine bear so like, yeah you I can because the, the kid yes you can because they're not gonna watch it because they're gonna have the they're gonna have them in the pumpkin seat reversed rocking it as yep. you're watching coco there you go right there so you're not they're not they're not and if she starts ex- to cry i'll just leave whatever you know like you just give her some cocaine because you got yeah. cocaine bear yeah <laughs> there you go all right, uh, all we right. still got some of that T Bob energy here. You know? <laughs> Aaron, I'm gonna let you start off in the closing thoughts here tonight. Oh God, closing thoughts. I I don't know. Um, so yeah, like I enjoyed the Bad Batch. Please don't sit here because I know that it sounds like I poo poo, but it's more I poo poo the people that bitch. I get so sick of that. <laughs> That's what I hate. I, I I hate on the people that just can't just. I would go to Cocaine Bear and I would be entertained. I had like I think I said this before. Be. I have a I have a low bar for entertainment, right? Is like I was entertained by uh, by Andor. I can understand how somebody's not. I have a low bar for entertainment. I can escape. Like that's what it is. If I feel like I've escaped for thirty five minutes, or if I feel like I've escaped for three hours, then I've then it's then it's done its job. Yep. And if if the movie does its job, then I feel like it's worth going and seeing. So I like movies. The other part is like growing up, there's people that I would call them music people. They, you would see them walking around. They'd have their Walkmans. They'd have their CD players. Now they have their AirPods in all the time. And all they're doing is listening to music. I could give a crap less about music. I just want to watch something. My way of decompressing is coming in watching. And it looks like I'm a bump on the log, but I want to watch TV for about an hour or two. And leave me alone. I don't want music. I want something on television. I want something visual. I want something that I can watch. You're a visual. So, so right. And so when you guys talk like all of those music and background stuff, like, no, I, I don't care. I just want to see the story. I want to see the images. Anyways. Nope. You're good. To, to go onto that, like, I get sick of the people that just can't allow themselves to be entertained. It gets frustrating to me because I have such a low bar for entertainment. It doesn't bother me. Um, any of those things that like the analytical things of whether or not where the first order came from or how they got the fuel, um, who cares? Right. So anyways, I liked the bad batch. It was very good. And there were definitely ties all over the place to it. It was, it was more intriguing. I feel like you could take, there's almost like two different versions of the bad batch. Like there are the episodes that are, the adult storyline that every adult wants to watch. And then there's the flavor of the week, right? So like the adult storylines would be this one. You yep. go back and you get the, uh, like I, I couldn't name the numbers, but there's, there's at least five episodes in here that like every adult's like, Oh shit, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Oh, we're, we're racing pod racers. That's so wizard. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. <laughs> oh, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting this blow up, uh, like, a uh, fuel that blows up and we're getting stuck on this mining colony and you got to free them from their oppressors which is the same thing that they start getting into the rebellion 
And I thought they were going to transition more to the rebellion, but now they go back to showing how the empire is still just kind of messed up. Anyways, Bad Batch is good. I enjoy it. Watch it. Mando, I said on the thing that people gave it like 100 on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. And I was like, I don't think it was all that. It was definitely fun. It was definitely refreshing. It was definitely what people are wanting from The Mandalorian. And if you're not watching all the other stuff and you're just watching The Mandalorian, you're not going to understand where some of the people that are like, oh, finally. You're not going to understand that finally comment that some of us are having because you're just watching The Mandalorian. Um, you know what I mean? Because this is like, oh, this is where they left off, even though it was two and a half freaking years ago. <laughs> it's been a long time. I mean, it's way too long. <laughs> anyway, next Wednesday will be great because it's another episode of Bad Batch and Mando. So yeah, that's where I'm at. So final thoughts done. Okay, yeah. D Doc. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to have uh, I'm happy to have Mando back. I thought the first episode lived up to the hype. I mean, it it, it has all of the elements of Star Wars where you have the cool ships, the cool costumes, the fight scenes, the uh, the the spots that make you laugh, even though it can be a serious show. And as T Bob and you guys were talking too, like I I remember last night I thought about this like in that scene where they're having the standoff with the pirates and Mando's leaning against the tree. I, I thought to myself, I'm like, it's pretty amazing to me that every time that this guy is on screen, my eyes are just still locked on his armor thinking how freaking cool it is. Like all it, it's we're into season three and I'm still just watching him and thinking how badass he is. And I'm also watching Grogu and I'm not like, I don't have any feeling of like, this is played out or whatever. Like, I, I don't have that feeling at all. And, and like, there was a lot of talk about like how Favreau, which I thought was kind of cool to see. Like they, they said like, you know, we we've got years of this show left kind of like, they were like, they're like, this isn't ending anytime soon. Basically. I don't think they're going to screw it up. If the, I, I like people were making a big deal because they're like, we don't have an end in sight and they're just like, Oh, they're just going to like make up stories and like, you know, it'll be story of the week or whatever. And they don't have the big picture, which no, you're full of shit. They're, they have a big picture. <laughs> they, they, they know what they're doing. Like I saw complaints about the fact that Grogu is even in the show anymore. Mm. People are like, I saw people online, like he should have just went with Luke and, and just left it to Mando. It's like, just stop it. Like, seriously. Like, I, I don't know. I, I saw takes online that I'm like, I learned probably the episode we had Stephen Kent on a while ago where he was talking about controlling your own happiness when it comes to the internet. Yep. I have muted so many Twitter accounts since he said that, and my Star Wars feed is excellent. And and then recently, like, I didn't see any spoilers for Mando, whatever, but, like, it, it I don't know. I just have a very... When it comes to Mando, I just have very positive vibes about it, and I'm just happy to be back into it. It, it, it was a long it was a long period between it boba fett gave us that little teaser between and it, it just feels good to be back in and i think we're gonna have a real fun season especially with these pirates so agreed so i'm gonna jump in here real quick because you just said something that dawned on me and i hate the fact that this is coming at two hours into the podcast you have to if you were listening to this go back to episode 194 and listen to Jessica, the Duchess of Darksaber Light, and Stephen Kent. I go, didn't listen to that yet, actually. Dude, 
it is it's another level it, <laughs> uh like so the no fact uh, no fart the, <laughs> the the intellectual discussion between politics politics religion and star wars is yep so high and accessible that you can get into it with them and have an argument with them and it's done in such a very positive way that I, it's something that I feel like I should be proud of and promote every time we listen and talk. It is, it is probably some of the best Star Wars mm-hmm. discussion that I have heard in a long time. And I am not shocked that it came from the Duchess and Stephen Kent, right? Like that, those are the two people to make that conversation happen. Um, but, but I think if you haven't listened to it, if you are listened to us this far in, you have to go back and listen to 194. And- and I will say this, Brent. I, I appreciate you saying that because um, I I asked Duchess to be a part of the show because while I love what we do as a group right here and I love what our normal group does, I think it's good to have different views and different points and approaching from a different way. And that's why when at ICCC last year, I said, hey, if I want to take some shows off and let you kind of run things and just do them how you want to do them, would you be interested? And she was like, sure. And I, I, I right then and there, my mind was, we'll be the sitcom and we'll let her go over there and do a, a one hour drama. And people who like one or the other will have options of saying, hey, maybe sometimes Joe and Brent and D-Doc and Alfie are goofballs and I need something to actually enlighten me. You know, and other times people will say, ah, oh, that was a little heavy. Let's go over here and laugh with these goofballs for a while. And that's, and, and so she, her doing that and running with it, she had some things come up to where it couldn't be a normal thing, but I think it's going to be more of a standard. And, and I will tell you, I've reached out to Stephen Kent afterwards and I told him, thank you. And he said, you know, that was probably the best Star Wars show that I've, I, he's, I can remember doing. And he said the 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 discussions we had were some of the top level discussions, which has now made him consider coming back and doing should... his show again. Right. I mean, and which which he should go to her and say, "Do you want to be on my show with me sometimes?" Because they do a great job. I mean, he got her uh, tw- like at the very end of the show, he got her Twitter and looked her up. So I'm like, <laughs> like he's like, "Oh, there you are. Okay, I got you." Like, yep. So definitely, like the 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 conversations that they had were very, 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 very good. Yep. Um, and they had opposing views, and they definitely shared them in a very respectful manner. But you have to listen to it. Then, if you want to have a fun, you go to the one right before that, and you got Steve Glosson, <laughs> and that'll take you right back into the level of where we're at. Exactly. exactly. My brother doesn't always listen to our podcast. I'll say that, but he texted me after that week and he goes, yo, this guy with the sunglasses is pretty awesome. Who's the guest <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> I said, yep, that's Steve Glosson. I said, he's, hey, he's a good time. There's yeah, there's not many better than Steve Glosson. Well guys, thank you. We went long tonight cause we had that energy from T Bob and we had a lot of stuff to cover. We always have fun. And, and that's what it's about. We're just having fun and, and just enjoying it and uh, looking forward to the guests we have coming in the next few weeks. Still, D-Doc and I are going to do some planning behind the scenes about episode 200, so we'll get some things going on that. But, uh, hey, thanks, everybody, for being there. You know how to track us down. Rule the galaxy. Look for the 
rule the galaxy, not galaxy, rule the galaxy anywhere and everywhere. We love you guys for all following and listening. Until next week, may the force be with you.